Welcome to the Solarpreneur Podcast, where we teach you to take your solar business to the next level. My name is Taylor Armstrong, and I went from $50 in my bank account and struggling for groceries to closing 150 deals in a year and cracking the code on why sales reps fail. I teach you how to avoid the mistakes I made and bring in the top solar dogs of the industry to let you in on the secrets of generating more leads, following up like a pro, and closing more deals. What is a solarpreneur, you might ask? A solarpreneur is a new breed of solar pro that is willing to do whatever it takes to achieve mastery, and you are about to become one. What's going on, solarpreneurs? Taylor Armstrong, your host here, and we have the first female guest ever on the Solarpreneur Podcast. I'm super excited. So we got uh, Suli Zink. Am I saying your last name right? Yes. Zink. Okay. So Suli, thanks for coming on the show. I'm so excited to finally have a uh, girl knocker on. So appreciate it. Appreciate you coming on. I'm excited. Like, I'll be honest, Taylor, yours was one, when I was looking into the solar industry, yours is one of like the first ones that I like found. And I was like, oh, yeah, there, there's not like a ton of like episodes, not a ton of people. This is definitely where I'm going to start because it's going to be like, he's going to be methodical and he's going to give me tips. And it's exactly yeah. been that since like, what, when I started listening to you back in November. So I'm oh, kind of, well, thank yeah. You. No, I appreciate that. And I've been following your podcast too and your story and um, pretty amazing stuff. So yeah, <laughs> I will say we've been, yeah, I've, I think I've scheduled one or two other girls to come on and both of them like fell through. Um, um, one, one, of them, one of them like just no showing me and then like when it responds I'm like all right maybe I'm not gonna try and get girls on if they <laughs> just do this so, so yeah, maybe well, I left kind of bad taste in my mouth but yeah. <laughs> yeah but glad we made it work and no um you guys are crushing it with your team and I know there's some powerhouse ladies in the industry so I think it's important yeah. And actually, I remember um, now that I think back, I remember one of my like lower reviews on the pod, I think it was like three stars or something. But um, one of the reviews was like, Taylor focuses so much on like guys and he always just says, here's the thing, guys. And like, he never brings on any <laughs> girl, girl guests. So. Taylor's like, that is going to be yeah. my one goal this year. Is I am, and then we like fail you by two of us ghosting you. <laughs> so yeah, that's when I realized like, all right, I got to be, uh, you know, conscious that the ladies listen to the show and not, you know, just address everyone by guys and stuff like that. So, so anyways, <laughs> yeah, glad we're making it happen though. Um, but yeah, so Suli, do you, do you want to maybe get into your story a little bit? I know you just did an awesome interview on the, uh, the door knocker podcast. So we probably won't go quite as in depth as you yeah. went on that podcast. Yeah. Um, so people can go <laughs> listen to that too, if you want to hear kind of her full in depth story, which was awesome. But uh, yeah, do you want to give us just a little bit of the background for people who don't know you on the podcast here? Yeah, so I'm Sui, Juliana, Zuli, all the weird names people call me on the doors, whatever floats your boat. But um, I started in the door-to-door industry 13 summers ago. This is my 13th summer. Um, I just came in with like the mindset, if I was going to give up, you know, a good job, I was going to make it count. And I ended up my first summer, I just asked the team, they're like, hey, what is the number one girl did uh, how many accounts, pest control accounts that she serviced this summer. And, and when he told me it was like 311, I was like, all right. And, uh, but originally the person who recruited me was like, look, if everything fails and sucks, like I'll at least pay for your plane ticket, everything. So at least you had like fun while you're out here. 
And so those three weeks ended up turning into 13 years. Like later, I ended up, uh, that girl had did 309 and I finished with 316 that summer. And then there was just no turning back for me in the door-to-door industry when I saw that there was just no cap on on basically uh, my pay. There's just a cap with companies. And mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, once I uh, realized that, I was like, there's no way that I was going to go to a nine to five. And um, two summers in, I get married to my husband of 10 years now. And then I recruited nice. him to be my service pro. And uh, then I got in trouble for having him be a service pro because I would have him work through his lunch breaks. I would be calling him on Sundays, like, hey, we're going to go do these homes and we're not even supposed to. Like, he's a W-2 employee. Yeah. And uh, like, I'm at church. Let me go to church. Yes. <laughs> yes. And so my the branch manager was like, Sue, you can't be doing this. Like, there's, this is, he works for us, not for you. Yeah. And, <laughs> and then uh, the following summer, um I we had our first kid and uh, I knocked until I gave birth to her on the doors like eight months pregnant and uh, oh, still did more than like my team leader on the team and it was just no turning back like I just I just have one of those like mindsets I just feel like I'm a little bit different in the yeah. sense of like I, I I've seen the money I've seen the success I've seen what this industry can do and I just now want to have a lot more women be in the same space. <laughs> yeah, no, that's incredible. And no, I got mad respect because my wife, she's actually, I think, seven months pregnant right now. So, um, oh, congrats. Yeah, but she's not, she's not moving much. Like, <laughs> so I can't even imagine her trying to get her out on a door. <laughs> so, I love that. Yeah, just yeah. imagining that just blows my mind that you would even, you know, attempt to knock eight months pregnant. Um, yeah. So pretty incredible. Yeah. Um, have you, but yeah, I was wondering, have you always been like that competitive? Because I see, I don't think there's a lot of girls. They're like, Oh, what's the, what did the top girl female rep do? And then want to beat it. Is it, have you always just been like super competitive your whole life or where did that yeah, fire come I mean, from? Yeah. And so that's like one of the tips that I give to like men or people in general in the door to door industry, when they are looking at female reps in the sense of like who they're wanting to recruit, like any, woman who's like been in like sports for more than one year or have done piano lessons for more than a year or have been in karate for more than a year or have done anything consistent that that had a little bit of competition for more than a year those are definitely the people that definitely the girls that you do want to want to start with and yeah I was super competitive uh growing <laughs> up like period but um it's it's weird because in the industry like I my husband says it all the time he's like you're humble in public but in private you're not and so (laughs) I like will not like you know I'm just like oh good job and like whatever and I'm like how many did they get like that's how I have to do better than that tomorrow (laughs) and whatever but yeah Yeah. so those are definitely a a quality that you want to look in look for when you're um looking for girls to recruit yeah, and I bet I can only imagine like a Sunday game night at your house. You're gonna have to invite me over to one of those things. It's just like <laughs> my husband and I are not allowed to play games like together. <laughs> yeah. we, we we just don't do games because yeah. it's a, a like he doesn't care enough, and it bugs me like that he won't <laughs> even you. like compete in like Uno or anything like that. So we just don't do card games. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I want a competition. That's funny. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, you can come next time you're in San Diego. Let us know because me and my wife we get we get into it quite a bit. So we'll play in Monopoly <laughs> hey, or something. <laughs> I'm known to just pop up when people tell me like, "Hey, just come over here at any time." I typically just show up. So okay, well, let's do it. We'd love to have you. <laughs> but no that's awesome so as what was your background were you like a sports background then or music or yeah so I did yeah so I did soccer um for a few years I actually got like a full ride scholarship to go and play soccer Uh, that I I was just a I I played goalie but I played like forward I also did basketball too but I was like more of like the sucky offense player but (laughs) like I was gonna be like the best defense player like typically they were just always calling me just play defense but I wasn't that great of a shooter I wasn't that great of an athlete I was just competitive that's all (laughs) yeah (laughs) that's awesome yeah well no that's good and yeah I mean any um yeah I think that applies to you know girls and guys anyone with a sports background um yeah, you've probably seen it too, but guys that have like wrestled and done yeah. uh, just those like kind of endurance sports too, I think are yep. great at this because especially out on the doors, it's a mental grind, you know? And Yeah, track and, and field, piano, like anything consistently, yeah. Yeah, so yeah, definitely a nugget right there as you are recruiting. Um, but no, that's cool. And so pests, um, yeah, again, you can go listen to the other interview. I think you went pretty in-depth in that, Sully, but um just the short version why did you decide to switch from a uh, pest to solar then and what was because i i came from a pest background too i don't know if you knew that but i did yeah. two uh, summers of pest control and um you were much better than me i would you know i, I you would have destroyed me in pests i think my best summer was like 120 accounts or something so <laughs> well, not, those not reps actually good. make the best solar reps yeah <laughs> that's okay that's good they're low maintenance um <laughs> No, that's, it it was funny. That's actually how female knockers started. And so I did my first summer 316. And then my very last summer before I transitioned into solar, I was the number one rep in the company. I had serviced uh, 1,012 uh, pest accounts in like 156 uh, knocking days. But before that summer had, (laughs) before that summer, um, had started, I, you know, basically went to like the leadership about how we needed to have a program for women uh, in the company. And it wasn't even like, you know, I'm not even trying to say like, hey, girls are better than guys, guys are better than girls. It's more of just like a space and um, just a little bit of awareness that I just saw a lot of regionals and team leaders were flying to Vegas and Arizona and all these other states to basically recruit more men. And I'm like, why don't we just make this space a little bit more inviting for the 40% of people we're not even tapping into who are returning from their missions, who are doing all these things. And they're literally in our backyards. And, um, but basically I was just kind of dismissed a little bit. And so (laughs) I was like, (laughs) and this was before I did the the thousand accounts. And so when I came home, in September, just throughout the summer, I just seen how many women were rooting me on that didn't even know me. And they were just like texting me and they were just like keeping track of like what I was doing during the summer because I would just post weekly updates. And the amount of like women who would just like reach out to me, I was just like, so like, it it kept me going. And I'm on a team where there's not even like women period. And so that was like the biggest thing for me. So I swore once the summer ended that I was going to do something to give back. And so 
I'm not a social media guru. I am not the, the, I don't even dress fancy. I don't even feel like I fit in with like the cool crowd, but I'm like, I'm going to start something even if it means that I just pay like out of my own pocket. And so I start, I finished knocking for pest control in September. And then I was like, I'm going to create a coaching program or a coaching platform for women in the industry. And it doesn't matter what shirt that they're wearing, but I want to teach concepts that could be used in alarms, that could be used in dish, that could be used um, in solar and whatever industry basically for women. Because when we're going into a lot of these teams, a lot of the men are focusing their training and it's just kind of like we forget about the emotional side. And I used to actually not want women on my team. And I felt this is a way of me giving back and making up for that mindset that I bought into of not wanting women on my team. And so in October, when I basically started this platform, I started recruiting um, women just from different, I, not, I, no, I wasn't recruiting. I basically created this coaching program and I put it out there and I was surprised at how many people like signed up and I wasn't doing it to be rich or anything like that. I think I had like yeah. 15 people. Nice. And, um, I had some from Vivint or Alarms, I had some from Pest and uh, some from Dish and then from Solar. And I'm coming from the highest summer that I've ever had in pest control, like off of this high, doing financially great, like everything's great. And I felt like a hypocrite. Yeah. I'm like, I'm over here coaching women in the industry and I've only known pest control. So I was like, screw it. I'm going to go and do blitzes like with everyone just for as a learning tool to be a better coach and to be a better mentor. Mm -hmm. And uh, so I fell flat on my face when it came to alarms and bless the hearts of the people who do alarms. I'm never going to do that again. And (laughs) (laughs) then I went and did dish and I was like, okay, you guys do not get paid enough. This is way too easy. And then I had this one girl who was on this team doing solar and crap that's probably going to sound crappy on your crappy on your on your thing i want your car to get broken into yeah and so i was like you know what um this girl had told me that uh she was the only girl and um no one on her team had made a sale for solar like that month (laughs) and i'm literally over here teaching her concepts about like mental toughness and the only reason that you're not going to get a deal is because you're not going out there, you know, on the doors. So I was like, all right, well, I've got to go do a blitz um, with them. And so I ended up going and doing a blitz um, with their team. And I basically fell flat on my face on uh, the first three days. And I was like, what am I doing? And Mm -hmm. uh, it was basically the, the competitiveness in me that I was like, there's no way that I can't like make this happen. Like, I am telling this girl that I am like mentally tough and I can do all these things. Like I'm going to have to figure it out. There was no pitch for solar. There's no manual. There was no nothing. I basically wrote up a pitch. I basically just put everything together and I was like, all right. Um, And then finally day three, I set a bunch of appointments before lunch and I end up closing one and I closed one every day for the next three days. And I left with like 30 grand and was like, okay, that was a fluke. I have to do this again. And so I invited a couple of my pest control buddies. We didn't tell anyone. It was just about five of us. And uh, we would meet up every morning just like we did in pest control. And like, again, there's no training, no nothing. We just do like our role plays with each other. We shared our pitch and then we would go set appointments before lunch. We were on the doors by like 11 a.m. like every single or 1030. 
And then every day, each one of us comes home with a deal and we're going home with like 50 plus K a week, all of us. And I'm like, what the crap? Yeah. yeah. And then um, it was from there that basically my solar journey started, but basically my uh, female knockers page just kind of like evolved from that mindset and from that little accident. Like I always tell people that I got into solar by accident and here yeah. I am. Wow. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, that's a cool story. And yeah, I mean, it's awesome you're able to connect. And because I think that's a big issue with like, I don't know, maybe guy managers, stuff like that is maybe the girls feel like they can't understand their perspectives, point of view. I know that's how yeah. it was for me. I brought out my uh, sister-in-law actually. And um, she really struggled. I wish this was like three years ago. So I wish, um, you would have been kind of like training in the solar space yeah. at that time. Cause Dang I was it. just like, I was like, all right, just get out there. Knock harder. Just do it. Yeah. She was, That's uh, all it is. yeah, I mean, she was pretty emotional girl and I just, I didn't really know what to do. I'm just like, I don't know. Just get out there and just go knock <laughs> tours. Like, and- just go do it. I do it. So yeah. Just- yeah. So it was rough and, um, you know, didn't have a very good summer and everything. But yeah, what do you think, like for you, what you've seen, Zuli, as you've coached all these female reps and um, lady knockers and all that, have you seen that there's like, I don't know, maybe a way that they like to be coached or treated that's different than like the guy reps or what have you seen that, um, Well, I guess from a female perspective? Yeah, well, one, we're not teaching the concept of just uh, how to compartmentalize our emotions, because a lot of times we're talking about like women and how emotional we are, but Mm -hmm. men are just as emotional. But what you guys are really good at is compartmentalizing, like you guys can put things aside and emotions and just go do what you got to do. Whereas us as women, that's one thing is just we're just not being taught how to put our emotions aside or how to put them in a box just for a short time while we focus on what we need to do in front of us. And so I spend a lot of time just working on the mindset aspect in the sense of like how we compartmentalize, like how we can overcome anxiety. How is it that we can overcome like the negative things that are happening? Because once women can figure that out on your teams, like the, the, the success is going to be endless. And so like my whole goal in female knockers is not to have all of us women knocking on freaking one, team, on one team, but my whole goal is all of us, no matter what shirt that we're wearing, because we're all going to, ha- we're going to be in different phases of our lives, but to be able to have that unity and know like, Hey, I'm going to have someone who's going to understand and have my back and root me on where I'm at exactly where I literally want to be a big sister in the industry for women in every aspect of like, you're there in pest control. Like let's figure out how you can level up in pest control, but you're going to have to start with your emotions. Yeah, no, I think that's huge. Cause for me, I don't know if this is wrong, but what I've seen is pretty much any girl that can figure out the emotional part of it. I see him have success. <laughs> like yes, that, I, that the teams I've been on, it's like, I don't know for, for me, it's like, it seems like people are nicer to girls seems like they'll hear them out more um I was always jealous of that I remember doing pest control I'm like man you can get through like way more of your pitch than I can seems like yeah 
but and I know. it's true and i focus yeah. on the reasons I, I i focus on the things that we have a leg up on well yeah. as women in the industry and that we can like look at them as like strengths rather than you know rather than weaknesses and i feel like in solar especially for me my emotional side and how emotion and like how much emotion i put into like my deals like people feel it like it's just yeah. it's just a different dynamic than a guy who's just uh, you know just going through it yeah 100 percent but yeah, um, for you, Suli, do you have any, I don't know, like stories or examples of times where you coach like some girl reps that maybe were struggling or super emotional and I don't know, wanted to go home, things like that. And like specific things you did to turn it around. I don't know if you have any examples of people you've coached or anything like that. Yeah. So I'll be honest. Um, so I've actually had like a, a couple girls actually just on my team. Mm-hmm. Um, or, and, uh, they had been in another industry and they'd been with another company and um, they basically always use their emotions and the negativity to get in their cars and to go home and to let it bleed over to the next, to the next day. And then we worked together again and I actually had her come out and we started just focusing on all the positive things. We actually took away all the things that that was negative for her in her life and the biggest thing was having a car the biggest thing was being a drive it was being the driver and how easy it was for her to be able to get back in the car or get over here taking that one thing away because we recognized that that was like one of her weaknesses and where what she would use to be able to um, let it bleed over to the next day she ended up being one of the top producers this year just by focusing on that one little thing is she still emotional yes do we still have rough days yes but we were able to see a lot a lot more success just by taking away a, a couple of the little things that were triggers um, yeah. for her. And so I, and so a lot of the girls who reach out to me who are having emotional days and things that, that stink, we, we basically just work on, find out like what some of their triggers are. We remove some of those triggers and it just makes it a little bit better to focus on the things that they can control. Mm. Yeah. I love that. That reminds me of a, you, if you read the power of habit, that book, they talk about yeah. the triggers and all this stuff. Yeah. Yes. Same kind of stuff. Yeah. <laughs> But exactly. No, yeah, super important principle. And it's so true. Um, I think a lot of people struggle with that being the driver and whatnot. But it's like, if you're on a diet, you need to get the Oreos out of the kitchen, right? Get the stuff yeah. that's tempting out of the way. Yeah. It's not tempting, tempting anymore. It's the same thing if you're struggling to knock the door or whatever it might be that trigger, like you're saying, see if you can figure out a way to eliminate it. Cause I, yeah, a lot of people it just solves the problem instantly. Yeah. So yeah, that's powerful. Um, and what about like for guys, let's say you're, um, uh, you know, a guy is managing a team with girls. Um, have you seen guys be super successful with it? And what would you say to like, like me, for example, if I manage a team, I'm trying to help the ladies out. Um, would you have any tips for like a guy trying to manage the ladies on his team and help them? You're listening. Yeah. Stuff you're coaching? Yeah. It's, just going to be like focusing on the little things like what what a lot of people don't understand it's like women are not we're not like yes we're, we're wanting equal pay and all these things but the little things like really like matter to us like a shirt that actually fits a girl like actually having incentives that doesn't include a freaking wallet that's just for everyone or a pocket knife or yeah. a freaking like the, the the little things just really go a long ways in the sense of like texting and actually calling like what I do and why I don't have uh car partners as a leader in in my car because I also use that time 
to be able to follow up on reps. Like I'm always like driving in from like an appointment or to a house or whatever. So I'm thinking about that rep who may have had like a bad day. Or I'm thinking about that girl who talked to me about this and I'll shoot her a text or a call or like, hey, how are you feeling today? Like using that time in my to focus on the business in front of me to take care of the people around me as well. So every night, like when I'm coming home, I'm reaching out to someone on my team to just ask them how their day was, to just ask them like what it is that I can train on tomorrow that would help them personally. And it's every day it's going to be like a new rep. And so everyone knows that I'm going to reach out at some point or time in another. And it's just something so small is like calling them regularly and like, hey, how was your day? Mm, that's awesome. Yeah. How do you like, remember, do you have a system set up to like, I don't know, remember, oh, this rep's having a hard time or keep track of all their, I don't know how big your team is, but if you have, a, I don't know, a system in place to remember, oh, I need to call this rep or they're struggling with this or their numbers are down or you just kind of come to you while you're driving. Yeah. So one, it's like my, I have a good relationship with all the girls that they're just like coming to me, but two, we have a group chat. So like on our group me, if I see that someone doesn't have a set or if like someone's numbers like isn't up or, um, or it, it's, I just don't see like any doors knock or anything. Like I'll reach out to that person and like, Hey, um, what time today can I come and knock with you? Or like, Hey. And so I, I base the day, like when it's, if I have like a no show or an appointment, that's not there, I'll go and look at group me and see who's producing and who isn't. And I'll just start from there. And then at the end of the night, when I am going home, I'm just starting with someone who actually texted me and reached out to me about like an issue or problem or something. Okay. I love that. Yeah. And I like the, I like your point about um, the little things, the shirts and the incentives and stuff like that. Um, yeah. Yeah. I didn't even think about that, but that I can see why that'd be a big thing. It's like, at least yeah. give me a shirt that fits. <laughs> yeah like even just that like I had some girls come over here from another company they're like what the like they're different from them like these are actually like women's shirt and I didn't didn't even like realize like how big of a deal like it was to them and it was literally an $11 shirt (laughs) (laughs) yeah Yeah, no that's true yeah I'm just thinking of I don't know if you watch the office do you watch the office yes okay i'm just i'm just thinking of the one where michael takes them all to the mall the girls like like to the mall and <laughs> takes them all to victoria's secret you remember that episode <laughs> yeah <laughs> freaking michael yeah. Yeah. so maybe not no to that level not but, extreme, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> but no i think that is really important just being um you know aware that girls probably maybe they don't want to go uh dirt biking for the day or whatever maybe they want to go yeah Maybe they don't want to go on a golfing trip or like, I don't know. There's a lot of little things. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's important. Um, So cool. No, that helps a lot. Um, And yeah, I guess I wanted to ask you too. So how many people are you uh, managing right now? So at the beginning of the summer, so like our whole team, there was probably for the whole summer, about 35 of us. Okay. And um, so I, he had another co-manager and then there was like another guy on the, the team we were just kind of like I had recruited him but he had like a bunch of guys so we were just because we all came from PES we just kind of wanted to stick together okay. and so yeah I think he had about uh, 15 and then I had about 25 of okay. like my own teams. yeah so we kind of just like combined and ran the summer together yeah big team and and sorry I guess I I know before we started the call here um 
yeah, we're just talking about how you don't like to call yourself the boss and stuff, but you're just almost like no. this. Yeah, yeah, I'm like the on, sis. on their side. Yeah, I just want to be the sister. I'm, yeah, I'm like, I'm like the sis. Yeah, <laughs> like even when I have the the girls like introducing me and we're like out like yeah, like this boss she's taking. I'm like, no, I'm just like a team member. I'm yeah. just like a, like I never want to look at myself as above them. Right. I truly look at them as like, especially in solar, like my my mindset is just a lot different. Like I truly feel that I'm an employee of them. Yeah. That like I that I need to continually like take care of them obviously you take care of myself first, but like they come first. Yeah. I'm sure that's a huge key to your success and they can feel, um, you know, that you really care about them, appreciate them. Um, I'm sure you learned this on your mission and everything, but speaking of missions, I think that was one of the keys to success we saw in like our missions is the more you yeah. like care yeah. about people, the more yeah. they're going to respond. Cause it's like, yeah. Oh, they actually want me to get baptized or whatever. Cause yeah. they love me and <laughs> they like really believe in this. As opposed so, to just the number. No, yeah. exactly. Yeah. I probably kept people longer, you know, just because they're not a number than who I should have. And I have like some reps who are yeah. super protective of me or just like, why don't you let them leave? Like, you're just too nice. Like, you're just like, yeah. listen, listen, that. I'm like, it's okay, guys. It's okay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, it's super important though. Like Zig Ziglar says, the more people, um, you know, the more people know you care. I forget the quote. I'm butchering it, but. <laughs> when people see you care, that's how they're going to, you know, respond to you and, and want to yeah. do business with you too on a team. It's true. Yeah. Um, but the point I was, I think what I was going to ask you before I got distracted by that is also <laughs> like the family aspects. So I know you're a mom. How many kids do you have now? So I have three, I have a nine year old. I have an about to be an eight year old and then a two year old. Mr. Oh, cute. Nice. Yeah. Cute. Cute. So that's impressive to me. I'm, um, you know, I have one kid right now, one on the way here in a couple months. Jeez. And um, so something that I really respect about you is just being able to do all this and have the level of success that you've been able to achieve um, while being a mom for three kids. I don't even know because I'm with one kid. I feel like I'm, uh, you know, already not there as much as I need to be and yeah. um, not the best dad at times, things like that. So um, maybe this doesn't apply to everyone who isn't a parent, but how do you manage your time being like a mom and being there for your kids and all that? How do you manage like the family aspect of everything? So I'll be honest. And I, one person that I love in this industry is Michael Donnell. Yeah. And um, one thing that he talks about is seasons. And so I just, I, I no longer, um, you know, have this like guilt of what I used to when I was in pest control and I wouldn't see my kids till, till the, till the evening, but we have the mindset, like my kids understand it. And so do my husband, that there's a season, that there's going to be a season for everything. And right now my season is going to be solar. My season is in this industry is basically just like building and being able to set up our family into a position to where that season is going to be just us. Nice. And so because my, my, my husband, is like bought into like the fact of like seasons we we just have like that mindset like right now like to like this very second it's just going to be a season and it's going to end and I know that there's going to be a season and a time and a place for me to be with my family and with my kids and because we both just bought into it it just there's no more guilt like he's just yeah. a thousand percent in and uh it just worked out yeah no, that's true. Yeah, I do remember Michael Donald talking about that too. And anyone that has a family, 
Um, that's a topic I love is like the whole work-life balance, but any successful person I hear, they always, yep. they say pretty much the same thing. There's no like balance. There's just yeah. going to be ups and downs, different seasons, times when you're yeah. focused on different things, right? But when we are with our family, it's like we are with our family. Like my husband has yeah. to intentionally like turn off my phones and put <laughs> things down and, and things like that. So he's like, okay, this second, this season, this time, this moment is for us and I'm like you're right so yeah. it's just a, a about communication and, and working it together yeah I love that and uh, your husband's name is Walter right Walter yeah I yeah that. so Walt, what does Walter think of all this is he uh I know he's probably used to the whole kind of sales life by now but does he uh, is he kind of the stay-at-home dad then while you're off slinging deals or how does yeah. that work? so it's just kind of like funny because people are like well you know they'll try to like get me to talk to like these women who have kids and like try to recruit them and try to do that. I'm like, guys, there's, you know, there's hot buttons and not every woman is as mobile as me or has like a companion who, who is, is willing to sacrifice. Like my husband was, he had a great job. Like he loved it. He was going to school. He's making like six figures. He was doing all those things. Yeah. Um, but he saw that my season was going to get us to our end goal a lot sooner. And so when COVID hit, and uh, he just saw how anxious it was going to be for me to worry about a babysitter for our kids, him not being at work, different things like that. He decided that his season was to be the best day at home dad. Like he legitimately is a lot more patient of a father. He's a great cook and he freaking takes care of the house a lot better than me. And so, you know, roles are, 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 are different for everyone. And so yeah. he enjoys our kids. He enjoys the season. He enjoys cooking he enjoyed like he knows my stats better than me like he's always kept spreadsheets he he knows what I did from like my first year in pest control like it's a sport to him like he can tell you which rep that I competed with which month he can tell you everything <laughs> wow. he can tell you which company which rep has the best rep and like he it's like the NBA for him oh like he, he thrives <laughs> off of my life and so he is just so bought into it that he just saw how much less anxiety that I would have by him doing a great job at home with the kids. So we never questioned me being gone and one parent being home with the kids. And he's just an all-star stay-at-home dad. So <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So he's like the analytic. He's he has all the stats and analytics down and it's almost yes. like the side-by-side -side announcer for, <laughs> for yeah. Sales. Ricky texted me Rick texted me the other day and is like, hey, I'm knocking in Nashville and I know you I know you slayed it over here. Like what cities did you do well in? I'm like, I have no clue. Give me a sec. I'm going to text the hubby. Literally in 30 seconds, the hubby texts me a list of places oh that I did well. And I sent it to Ricky and he's like, oh, Walter. Oh my gosh. That's incredible. <laughs> yeah. So he, he thrives off of like the door-to-door -door industry and he's just a cheerleader. So. Wow. so do you ever come back to him and like, I don't know, a slower day or anything and he, he'll like be slinging off the stats saying oh how many doors did you talk to how many homeowner and start going yeah. through stats like that to make sure you like, no, get your numbers we would get in arguments like it had to get to the point where like he because I would be in like competitions for pests and whatnot and like I do not pay attention to numbers that's like one thing about me like I will not look at stats I will not check them throughout the day hmm. and when I come home he's like 
you know, if you would have only did one more account, you would, I'm like, leave me alone. I was like, I don't even want to know who won. But he's secretly like, because he knows that I don't check it, it like stresses him out because he's like wanting me to win and he knows that I just care less than he does. So, yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. Here we might have to have him on the show and go through like the stats to hit to be successful on the doors or whatever. Yeah, I need to have him actually on my podcast. I'm going to do that. That's good. Yeah, yeah, you should. That's show. awesome. Well, no, that's that's good, and always helps a ton to have a supportive spouse, and um, you know, be make sure you're on the same level, and explain to them that there's seasons, and make yeah. the time. Um, yeah, one of our interviews, Ashton. I don't know if you know Ashton Buzzwell, but um, he's over like VP sales at Legacy, but that's one of his big secrets is he coaches all his reps just on. Um, I think he says having him set aside just like one day a week or one evening a week go on your date night or whatever and that's like his it. big thing he's like yeah. he's like set aside one night do your date night <laughs> take a break from appointments get your date nights in yeah, good job that, Ashton. yeah so i thought that was cool and that's like something he coaches all of his reps like i'm sure whether they're married or not he's like go on a date or whatever <laughs> i need to do that Take I need time to do for that. yourself so so no, that's cool and i love hearing about hearing about people's uh just way that w- their seasons and the ways they make it work um so yeah speaking of seasons Suli, i know before the recording we we're just talking about how you sort of brought the whole pest control idea of the summer sprint over to solar and you guys are obviously crushing it. Um, how, how many deals is your team doing on these like blitzes and stuff? What's like an average blitz? How many deals would you say you guys do? So basically my team in a, it was like 136 days. We sold uh, 4.7 megawatts. Uh, uh-huh. We had 3.9 uh, still in the pipeline to have been installed. And uh, we've still got 1.9 and that's in a hundred and uh 37 knocking days that we had in the summer so oh my god and you guys are just in texas right or any other we're just in texas yeah we just uh we just travel to different cities here in texas we just call ourselves the pure blitz squad and uh we do uh 18 days on and we do a full week off and i make people go home i'm like i wasn't supposed to run a team i was literally gonna do one week a month for a whole year and call it good but the whole team thing came by accident and just organically. And I was like, I'm supposed to be traveling. So if I'm going to do this, we're taking a week off and I'm going to go live my life. And so it's why uh, people see a lot of like traveling stuff like throughout the summer. Cause I'm like, Uh, because I'm making the schedule, I'm choosing (laughs) to leave and and make people go home. So it's been kind of nice. Yeah. That's cool. And so you have a house out there in Texas or what's like, how, yeah, how so, we're, so we don't, so all of my, we've been doing like Airbnbs. And so I'm actually closing on a, on a property here, like right now in Texas, okay. because the housing that I've spent on reps has just been like crazy. And I so bet. I'm basically just setting stuff up to where I'm not having to, to, to worry about housing, but um, we've been in Airbnbs all summer. Wow. Okay. And so when you, when you get your house closed on, is that, are you just going to still be traveling around and then go back to your house for that week? Oh yeah. Still just yeah, like all over the place. Yeah. Like literally the, like I'm, I'm kind of like in no man's land. I uh, like our, this property that we're going to get, it's literally going to be a rental. It's literally going to be on Airbnb 
like the rest of the year, but during the summer, it's going to be used to house reps because I'm cheap and don't want to keep spending 20 grand a month on housing. (laughs) And and so I'm like finding a way to like house reps. And then like my place in Utah is like rented out and I have tenants on the top and bottom. Like our properties are like rented out and I live nowhere. Uh, Like I am like this, this hopeless traveling circus. (laughs) Yeah. And so until I settle down on solar and I, I kind of want to ride this tax credit, I'm just, I'm just not choosing a place to be, but yeah. I'm going to be everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Might as well. No, yeah. that's, you guys are crushing it. And so like, is this, you're doing it all year round, just this blitz model though, or are you doing just summers? No. So we weren't supposed to do a postseason. That was another thing. Like all this stuff just happens as like my team grows and people want different things. And so Okay. We were, I was supposed to be done in August. And then I had girls on the team who was like, look, well, I want to transition into closing or I want to like get, get a head start for like next summer. And then it's like, Hey, I want to recruit this person. So basically what my postseason is, it's just like, it's, they're just low key vivant schedule where I'm just allowing people to come and test it out. And I'm actually like looking and, and uh, sharpening the saw of like people that I want to be leaders to mm-hmm. take over next summer. But I only want to be a summer program. The reason people just still see me working right now is because I'm prepping, training, and recruiting to set up a good mm. next summer model. Uh, okay, interesting. That's yeah. cool. And I don't, to, to, to my knowledge, I don't know if there's anyone else doing just like a pure summer model in solar. Is there? No, no. no. Oh. It, it, no it's, it's, it's why I refuse to let it fail. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you're pulling it by the teeth. Um, I am pulling success. it by the teeth. Yeah. yeah. So this is my, uh, I'm definitely sharpening things up and putting a lot of things together in place to basically set up for April 1st when we start again. So. Yeah. Wow. And yeah, what's incredible is you guys are in this summer, I'm sure you've done more than most like year round solar companies. Like, yeah. <laughs> like there's probably... <laughs> Not too many year-round solar companies that do that for the entire year, let alone a yeah. summer. So, yeah. That's incredible. So what's your arguments, I guess, would that just come from pest control or what's your argument? Why did you even try to just do that when everyone else in the solar industry is doing all year round? What's your argument for this? So because I, I actually dabbled in a couple of solar companies before I came here. And again, like I... I, I'm new to this. Like, I don't even know what I'm doing. It's why I reached out to so many people in solar before I even started, because like, I know if I'm coaching people who don't know what they're doing, that I need to be taught and be coached what I don't know. And from the solar places that I've been and the, and the different companies, what I saw is just, it's just a lot easier to be relaxed when you live in the location that you're knocking. It's why I would never knock in Utah when I was doing pest control the summer that I did. I spent more time at my auntie's house. I spent more time with my grandparents. I spent more times at barbecues than I did like actually knocking doors. And so I just had that same mindset. I was like, look, if I can convince people to leave their homes and come to a place where they have no friends, where they don't have no family members, like, aren't they going to work just a little bit? Aren't they just going to work a little bit longer? But the reason I wanted to change it from the way that pest control dynamic was where it was literally you just go and stay for the full summer is because I felt like there wasn't enough of a break, like mental space, like physical breaks. It was just go, go, go. And I wanted to find like a happy medium. And so I saw when people can see the, the, the light sooner, or they can see the end date a lot sooner, they're going to work a little bit harder. 
So I wanted to have end dates every single month that people could be like, look, it's 18 knocking days. Anyone can do anything for 18 knocking days, as opposed to saying, hey, for 365 days out of the year, let's just go knock three or four hours every day. Yeah, yeah, no. That's just what it was for me. I just knew that people were just going to be a lot less laxed when they saw that there was going to be an end date each month. Yeah, no, that makes sense. And... Yeah, I was telling you before we started the recording that a lot of this stuff is you're describing like what I do and I can see that uh, my numbers are <laughs> just because in my head, it's like, oh, I'm doing this all year round. I don't need to yeah. knock more than three or four hours a day. Yeah, we, ju- so, we, we justify more when we live there. Yeah, and I've seen that. I think that's the curse of the solar industry is everyone coming, like so many lazy reps. I, that's the big thing in the solar industry, I think, is you won't see this level of laziness in, in like any other door knocking yeah. companies, but, solar but we also like miss out on a lot of things too. Like yeah. there are some people who just need like an extra week to think about it or like, so I feel right. like we have lost some deals because it's like, we are coming and going from like different cities yeah. that we basically set up appointments for like other solar companies to come yeah. in and take yeah. after, you know? So yeah, it's pros and cons. I feel like, yeah. Yeah, no, that's true. But yeah, I mean, it's just like, if you can get in there, close the deals. Um, yeah, you guys do a lot of like same day appointments too, things like that. As you're out and Yeah, on. especially, yes. Like it's, it's like same day or die. It's like same yeah. day or next day, like period. And I just, yeah. I just incentivize like so much on same days and next days that it just like, yeah. we, we push it like so hard. Yeah, no, I think it's no secret. I think that's how people do high numbers um, in solar. That's all Mo Fall. I don't know if you know Mo Fall. I keep bringing up yes. these successful people in the industry, but that's basically, yeah. I think, what he did too. He just brought over what was working in alarms and other industries and applied it to solar. And now they're yeah. I think, doing a similar thing to you, blitzing all over the place and um, just working hours. Yeah, like your that. same day tips. I, I, I remember listening to it and I was like, this is money. If people aren't doing this in solar, they're, yeah. they're missing out. So, <laughs> yeah, helps a ton. So yeah, um, how would you like, I don't know, maybe someone that's used to working just the year round model, um, like myself, I'm used, I'll be honest, I haven't knocked more than probably four or five hours in a day for, I don't know, probably like six months at least, just cause <laughs> that's what I get, <laughs> the yeah, thing I'm doing. I love- you know, book my same day or whatever. And I'm like, sweet, I'm off the doors, just hit up that <laughs> appointment, go close it. And so how do you turn around? I don't know if you've brought in recruited people that are used to that model and maybe have some uh, laziness in them of not knocking as much and coming out and doing a blitz. Do you have any tips for like how to break that or how to um, shift that mindsets to going to like a blitz model versus just doing like three or four hours a day, maybe like you're used to as a year round rep? Yeah. So it's hard. I'm actually dealing with that. Like right now with like people who've been doing like year round and and stuff like that. And so I basically manage the expectation and it's why I like the Airbnb model because I let my reps know at the very beginning, like, Hey, these 18 days are for you to judge me and for me to judge you at the end of the 18 days. You know, if you feel like this is the team for you, if you feel like great, Hey, like we're going to move on to the next blitz, but it's also for me to be like, Hey, if I feel like your negativity or your mindset, or you're just not adding value to this team, it allows me to be able to be like, Hey, the Airbnb ends at this date. 
Like that's it. And it's one of the biggest reasons why I wanted to have Airbnbs because I just didn't know how well these people were coming and going and what the dynamics would look like. So for one, letting them know that at the very beginning that, hey, every single blitz is a trial. And at the end of the 18 days, if we're going to work together and it's going to be great, hey, I'll book you another Airbnb. But if it's not, we're going to have to part as ways and be friends. And so when people had that expectation that every blitz was going to be a trial, and that there was a certain amount of kilowatts. So I actually, every single month, in order to not be charged their rent back, they had to hit certain milestones. Mm. And so people were always doing at least the minimum. And that's all I required, minimum as well as a positive attitude. Yeah. And if they had those two things, they could keep coming on. And so when I have like some of the, the year-round reps who are coming in and they're like, holy cow, I've never knocked six hours in a day. And like, yeah. what not? Like, I'm not sure if this is for me. And so it makes it to where the expectations are already there and they can approach me and I don't have to be the bad guy about like, hey, this is what our team is prepping for next summer. If it works, great. If not, the solar industry is endless and plenty of people will take you. Yeah, for sure. No, <laughs> I think that's so important though. And so many solar companies aren't doing that, setting expectations with their reps, yeah. especially year round. Well, yeah, as most companies are year round. Think that's super important for our listeners even if um you know maybe you are doing three four hours but set the expectations the milestones yep. that people need to hit because it's like you can go get mad at them for not producing but if they didn't know they needed to yep. close two deals that week or whatever it was then i mean how can you get mad at them you didn't they didn't know what the expectation was yep so um yeah give I love people that. milestones and give them uh give them something to work towards or else there's going to be like, you know, there has to be like a consequence or there has to be something in order to hurt a little bit. Yeah, definitely. And um, yeah, I know we'll, we'll, uh, we're running a little bit short on time. Don't want to keep you um, super late. I know we're going on like 10 o'clock there, your time, <laughs> which, <laughs> which you said you're a night owl. So <laughs> that's cool. Um, but yeah, last couple of things, Louie, what's your guys' schedule for a blitz? What is your, I know you're saying 18 days on, then a week off. What's like your schedule during that blitz? Do you have meetings every day or what does that look mm -hmm. like? So, oh yeah. Like that's like a big thing. Like when I brought other people, they're like, you guys meet every day. And I'm like, you don't like <laughs> how do you guys even learn so yeah. we uh we basically meet at 10 a.m every single morning we train from 10 to 10 45 our reps are on the doors between 11 and 11 30 okay. we knock from 11 30 till three o'clock then we have lunch from three o'clock to four o'clock and okay. then they're knocking from four o'clock to dark monday through friday and then on saturdays we only knock till four o'clock and then sundays no one works unless they want to okay awesome are you uh for meetings you guys swapping trainings or uh do you do you kind of run it oh yeah or? no it's never a guessing game like there's okay. so I, i'm ocd and uh that's one thing with women women uh reps they they want to know that there's a little bit of a structure and i feel like i, <laughs> I kind of overly structure so yeah. to go into those meetings we're like hey guys what do you guys want to learn about today like, what yeah, do you guys like, want to yeah. like one it's showing your team that you don't really care you didn't yeah. really put a lot of effort and thought into what it was that they were struggling the day before yeah. so me and my other co-managers yes each single day we would have like one of our lead our, our lead setters would take one day we would take a day uh, and uh we would rotate and so every single day there was going to be a planned lesson a planned discussion we were going to make sure every single day that everyone had time to be able to role play but we would have a concept every single day and then we would incentivize on the doors based on those concepts hey if you go and do like 
this concept that we taught today or whatnot, you're going to be able to receive X, Y, Z. So every single day we are training, we are role playing. Um, I just don't believe in this once a week Zoom meeting that a lot of solar companies do and just kind of like let their reps come and go. Like, Yeah. yeah. Yeah, no, it's that. I think that's super important. I noticed that too. Actually, I'm with uh, um, Jason Newby and his squad, if you know him, but that's one of the things that he brought over that I saw like an instant boost in people's numbers. Yeah. It's just like meeting because, number, I think, in my opinion, the main purpose is if you meet, people are gonna actually gonna go out and work, yep. right? Like yep. if you're not going to meet the likelihood that people drag themselves out and actually go out, it's, it's like yeah. way lower. Yeah. So. I have so many girls is like, how do you get out of your car? Like, how do you get to area? Like, how do you do all these things? Yeah. And like the biggest thing is they're meeting once a week. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> it's not their fault, but I yeah. know. Yeah. No, it's cause yeah, I've brought other people on that are seeing way more success to meeting every day. And it's like, you show up, yeah. you got your game clothes on, you got your, uh, game phase you just get in the right mindset versus you trying to drag yourself out and yeah and uh do it all yourself so and i think that's a big secret for people that are managing teams or trying to boost their numbers maybe consider meeting every day or just doing mini blitzes because i think that might be the future i'm seeing almost yeah more and more people i bring on even if they are year-round they're doing mini blitzes like that throughout the yeah. year and going to different areas and mixing it up because yeah, it is. Yeah. It is tough. So it makes it more fun. Yeah. Well, Zoe, um, we appreciate you coming on the show and um, don't want to take up your entire evening. Hopefully you uh, got you, some man. dinner. And stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, awesome. Yeah. But if people want to find out more about, I know you got your own podcast and everything. So do you want to tell people where they can find out more about you and possibly, I don't know, I don't know if you're still running coaching or whatever you're doing. So let's hear about yeah. that. Yeah. So you can um, find me on Female Knockers uh, Unite. Uh, I do do coaching, but since solar was just so new and I feel like I'm just trying to put like so many things together, for me, I want to be intentional. Um, and so right now I'm just doing a lot more educating just on my female page, my female knockers. You can, I'm uh, also my podcast is Sales with Suli twice a month, every single month. I'll drop some nuggets. Uh, basically the same thing that I teach in some of my coaching calls um, and things like that. And so um, you can find me on Spotify and all the same spots you can find Taylor pretty much. Yeah. No, yeah. Awesome podcasts. I've been listening to them too. So um, yeah, they apply it. Oh, oh, guys can listen to them too, right? It's not just girls. Yes. <laughs> okay. I have some episodes in there just for the guys. So check out the titles. Yeah. And I follow the female knockers United page. So I think guys, correct me if I'm wrong. I think guys are allowed to follow that too. Right. And... <laughs> yeah. It's an open public page. So okay. I love it. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. Go follow all that. Suli's dropping great content in there. And yeah, I learn a ton from her podcasts and stuff she shares. So go shoot her a follow. So, uh, Suli, thanks for coming on today. And before we let you go, do you have any, like, I don't know, final tips or things you wish you knew first getting in the solar industry that you want to share with our solarpreneurs before we say goodbye here? Yes, definitely find people who have content. I remember the first solar company that I started with, one, they basically gave everyone two shirts because they basically planned on you, or one shirt because they planned on you never coming back. So that's already (laughs) like a red flag for me. Um, but two, if you're going to find someone who is going to train you, who is going to basically teach you from A to Z exactly what to do, you're definitely going to find success. Just 
control the controllables and just focus on the little things. doesn't matter which industry you're in. You're going to find success if you just focus on the things you can't control. So. Love it. Appreciate that. So guys, go give Suli a follow. Control the things you can control, like she just mentioned, and make sure you find a good mentor because I think those are the keys to having success in the industry for sure and have meetings every day. <laughs> yes. Thanks so much, Taylor, for having me. Like literally, I I, I fangirled your, your podcast for like a while. It's literally one of the reasons that I have the success that I do. And I, I share your podcast with everyone. So uh, thank you so much. That means a ton. And that's like why I've kept it going. So <laughs> love hearing comments like that. Appreciate you, Suli. So go give Suli a follow and Suli will be in touch. Thanks again for coming on the show. Have a good one. See ya. See ya. Hey, solopreneurs, quick question. What if you could surround yourself with the industry's top performing sales pros, marketers, and CEOs and learn from their experience and wisdom in less than 20 minutes a day? For the last three years, I've been placed in the fortunate position to interview dozens of elite level solar professionals and learn exactly what they do behind closed doors to build their solar careers to an all-star level. That's why I want to make a truly special announcement about the new learning community exclusively for solar professionals to learn, compete, and win with top performers in the industry. And it's called Society. This learning community was designed from the ground up to level the playing field and give solar pros access to proven mentors who want to give back to this community and help you or your team to be held accountable by the industry's brightest minds for, are you ready for it, less than $3.45 a day. Currently, Society is open, launched, and ready to be enrolled. So go to society.co to learn more and join the learning experience now. This is exclusively for solarpreneur listeners. So be sure to go to society.co and join. We'll see you on the inside.